0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever felt like starting a thing but then didn't? Or started a thing and then stopped? This is a podcast for people like me. I'm Claire Taunty, by the way. For people who want to know how to start a thing and keep on making it. Together with my lovely mate, Chanel Luchev, or maybe Peters, we'll get to that later, we're going to track our progress in creating something new. Sorry in advance for all the tangents and laughs, but then creativity is a little bit like that, I think. As Liz Gilbert said in her book, Big Magic, do whatever brings you to life and then follow your own fascinations, obsessions and compulsions. Trust them. Create whatever causes a revolution in your heart and be the weirdo who dares to enjoy. So from this weirdo to all the other weirdos out there, here is the first episode of Just Make the Thing. Bloody come on Claire, just make it. You know what else I was thinking about what you said to me when you barreled into my house with delicious baked goods? Oh, yep. Which is what I love about podcasting. (laughs) I really liked what you said about how the 30s are potentially the hardest. Oh, yeah.
1: It's the decade of shit, excuse (laughs) the crassness.
0: This is me and my mate, Chanel Luchev, who is a lawyer for the Department of Justice, which I think makes her a superhero, but for which she spends an inordinate amount of time filling in spreadsheets and crying about it. We're both in our 30s, seemingly the decade where you stop faffing about and just really get shit done.
1: How much fun were your 20s? Yeah, they were pretty good. It was just fun. It was just fun, and you drank a lot, and you socialized
0: a (laughs) lot. But little hangovers. Are we just imagining this in a golden (laughs) age? Probably.
1: Well, part of it, part of it, I think, is like, yeah being reminiscent of a time that was fun and probably also quite stressful because <laughs> we so would have been studying in, in our oh, 20s. yeah. And that sucked. And not having any money probably sucked as well. Oh,
0: exactly. And like, I remember people hit 25 and had like existential crisis. I
1: them. did. I had one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Me.
1: <laughs> I did. She didn't even put her hand
0: up. <laughs> It is though that you're right. 25 is, I guess it's like quarter life crisis. Everyone went through this weird phase where they're like, my life's not together. Yeah, pretty much. Which is in hindsight, hilarious. It
1: is. 25. (laughs) So I I think your 30s are just, it's all the lesson learning and the like all the personal growth I think comes Mm, at your 30s because you're trying to balance all sorts of stuff. Um and the, the reality check: yeah. we're
0: both working on making things separate things. Chanel is retraining to be a yoga instructor and freelance writing. Her thing is called Bend Yoga Melbourne, and I well, I think she's pretty fabulous.
1: For me, it's not so much continuing a thing. For me, it's starting the thing in the first place because i tend to get so paralyzed by my anxiety and the prospect of failing at the thing before i even start it that i don't start in the first place so once i commit to starting a thing i'm pretty good at keeping it going yeah um but starting i find for me to be the hardest part because i often just talk myself out of it yeah so i have like talked myself into becoming a yoga instructor because i've been practicing for Five or six years, and I've been wanting to do it for a long time. And um, it just seemed like the right time to do it, but I was really scared and I thought I was going to screw it up. And um, I'm still studying, and I haven't quite started officially yet, but. Um, but you sort of have, though. Kind of. Really? Kind of started. So I'm yeah. still studying, but I am teaching friends weekly, which has been a really great experience. And. Um, also a lesson for me on, um, like building resilience and, um, giving of myself create creatively because I'm not, I guess I would say I'm not necessarily the most, I don't know, generically creative person. I tend to head towards logical thought and plan everything out and go with the rational responsible choice which, which I guess in essence is what
0: your job is at the moment. Yes,
1: yes, I'm a public servant. <laughs> well, you, you say that, say <laughs> you, but you're also a lawyer yeah, as yeah. a public servant working for the Department of Justice, <laughs> which I think is really amazing and makes
0: me think of you as a superhero. Oh, it's but lovely. It's justice and training now. Oh uh, justice
1: and regulation. Oh yeah, which makes it side. that that word just sounds so boring. But um, it's yeah, it's a very I guess responsible and stable career um which has been really good and useful and still is um but it's when you get angry about spreadsheets oh god you get so
0: angry everything
1: else that happens at work yeah um but for me part of part of doing this new thing is like firstly being able to be creative and as it turns out um it never really occurred to me but I think I'm a bit of a kinesthetic learner so all the movement for me has helped me work with my intuition a bit more and be less in my mind and more in my heart or in my body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, I really
0: love that idea.
1: I'm building a podcast
0: network company called Planet Broadcasting with my husband, James. He's also known as Mr. Sunday Movies and is one half of the podcast, The Weekly Planet. And look out for the humble brag alert. We are Australia's largest podcast network, which is ridiculous considering we literally work out of our spare bedroom in our house in Melbourne.
1: I have had to deal with so many middle managers, it just drives me a bit nuts. So like the idea of being my own boss... I like that, but it's also terrifying at the same time.
0: Yeah. yeah. It is terrifying, but it's awesome yeah. once you do it. Yeah. It's the best because your boss is the best. Yeah. <laughs> your boss is the best. <laughs> and you get to wear your pajamas 24-7. Yeah, it's so great. Like James and I both work from home full-time now. And in our previous life, we were both teachers. And James started... Um, doing Mr. Sunday Movies first and then went into doing the podcast as a hobby mm-hmm. and then it just kind of grew from there, similar to what you're doing. And I think that's the best way to do it. You don't just give up your day job and throw in the towel and say, that's it, I'm going to launch myself just into doing this. You mm-hmm. need to earn an income as well and balance it. And so, and over time, take away the hours that you're doing in your day job. And and if you're lucky, um, I... You know, it can become your full time job, yeah. which is kind of what's happened for us. So it's funny that you say that you uh, find it the hardest thing to start yeah. something. It's so funny. And I totally get that because you have been on at me about this podcast. And it's been so great because you just text me, even when you have, you're like, Claire, we're podcasting. Claire, are you, what are you doing? We're podcasting. When can we podcast? And I am forever just starting a thing because I love starting. It's my favorite thing. I get an idea and I'm like, yes, this is the best idea anyone's ever had in the whole world. And then I start it. And then about a week in, I'm like, I don't know about this idea.
1: I've got another idea.
0: That idea is way better than that idea. So I better do the first idea. No, and then the second idea. But then hang on, there's another idea coming. And my friend Dan said he's the same. And I was actually um, listening To a podcast the other day that was talking about that, that the most successful people are the people like you who really commit to a thing, (laughs) and once they start it, they see it through. And James is quite like that too, Mm. whereas I am not. And I, (laughs) this podcast is my attempt to force myself to keep doing a thing. And the other thing that I like doing to keep my creative thing going, which is kind of what I've done with Planet Broadcasting is drag in a whole lot of other people that'll (laughs) keep me doing it. So I can't, even if I lose interest or I don't want to do it anymore and I hate it, I can't because I've built this big structure around me. So now I have to keep going. And so, and that's kind of um, what I've done so far in building Planet Broadcasting and Having all the ten shows on, and then building the website, and once I've started that ball rolling, all these people are making things and that contribute to the thing that I want to do, mm, and so yeah. that's been a real lesson to me as well. And I guess this podcast is that same kind of thing. We're doing it together, and so
1: yeah. I have to,
0: I have to drag myself kicking and screaming to be consistent.
1: It is difficult sometimes to make room in your life for something else, which is creative because it takes more energy than the stuff that you already know how to do that is so true and it's and when it's
0: something personal to you because mm. I'm finding with Planet yep. Broadcasting that it's business and it's you know working out advertising but what yep. I'm doing is what I love which is supporting other people to be creative yeah yep. that's one of the greatest joys I've really found in teaching and why I love teaching so much was because I love to do that and supporting people and encouraging them to be creative. Yeah. It's so come so naturally to me. And then listen to me saying how natural I am and everything. No, but it's, <laughs> you it's just, are natural at it though. Well, it's just something I, cause I, yeah. I'm so fascinated by where this whole creativity comes from. And when people have it and have something they want to do, it's, I, understand how hard it is to create something because for me it's so hard that I'd rather help other people than do it myself yeah yeah because it does it takes more energy it it's hard it comes from a different place and you've also got to open yourself up so much more
1: absolutely and I think with your industry it's still relatively new to Australia so it's not like you have a template here's how to build a successful podcast type thing where you can just look at it and then like tweak it to make it more yours I think when you're building something from the ground up it's a lot harder to understand how to make it work or how to do it. Funny you
0: should say that though, because
1: there isn't anything in Australia like what we're
0: doing. Mm. However, there is an exact replica of it in the US. Yeah, that's where I got the idea from. Because Gimlet Media, well, there's a few, there's Earwolf as well, but Gimlet Media, and there's actually a TV show with Zach Braff coming out about this exact thing. Oh, really? Yeah, so they started a podcast, um, and those guys, I think they're from This American Life, and they – Then this guy decided to start his own podcast company Mm -hmm. and he's actually recorded a podcast called Startup, which is tracking his entire journey. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, theirs is different in that they're taking on investors. And so they kind of had to take on investors to then get themselves to the next level. That's the dog. trying to come in, but the dog can't come in. Podcast (laughs) dog, you have to stay outside. Um, Yeah, so... Um, The startup was kind of, uh, yeah, they tracked their progress, but they were investing Mm. in things. Whereas um, for us, we're growing it from grassroots. And at the moment, we're not kind of trying to take on investors or anything because I don't know how to do that. (laughs) I have no idea how that works, and also I think I think that then you're kind of a bit beholden to mm. the investors in terms of where what you do with their money. I'm assuming I actually don't know, but I'm assuming. So that might be something that we think about later down the track. Um, but for where we are now, from November last year when the idea kind of popped out of the ether to now, we've kind of built a website and we've launched it in March. Um, And now we've got our 10 podcasts on there and we've got a couple of big name comedians who are coming on board, which is really exciting. Um, And then I've started doing a branded podcast too with another big Australian comedian. So lots of advertisers and things are happening. But Chanel, yesterday we had a meeting with a graphic designer Mm -hmm. and as all things happen when you do something creative,
1: once you've made it, you hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Or is that just me? (laughs) No, no. I think sometimes something appears well in your head and then when it actually comes to fruition, it's not really what you thought it would be. Yeah. Or
0: or you learn more or you learn what you don't know. So we've created this website and Ben who created it is awesome and has done an amazing job. and did exactly what I asked for. It's just that now I realize what I want the website to be is not what it is. (laughs) want it to be bigger and I want it to have um you know way more abs, um access to way more podcasts on the front of it and we want way more material and articles on there and so I've discovered that to do that and to up the ante we're going to have to invest some money in it yeah right that's the next phase and potentially change the name planet broadcasting (laughs) only once we'll only do it once but the the kind of impetus for that was because The name is long and we don't have the URL. We've got Planet B casting, which is slowly just grating on me, the fact that we don't have the actual URL. It just makes me feel like we're less professional. Mm -hmm. And then also I think like all the best kind of startups have an amazing name, like a short name that people really remember Mm -hmm. and it's really kind of distinct. So we're trying to find at the moment a name for what we're doing. So sure. I'm hopeful by next time we record that we we'll will have that have a name, name and it will just be so excellent. Everyone <laughs> will be like, remember the time when they didn't have a name and they were called Planet Broadcasting and now they're this thing. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. That's really iconic. Just kind of like just Chanel, (laughs) (laughs) but something different. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. Mm. I mean, it's all a learning experience, isn't it, in the end? It is, and that's what James said. He
0: was saying, this is my husband, by the way, James, that it's a real, it's just, that's a part of what you do when you make something, Mm. that you're learning how it, going to be Mm. and what and what it should you know it's it's just going to constantly evolve but yeah we had this meeting with a graphic designer yesterday who just he was so lovely Stephen he's done some work for us for um some advertising decks Mm -hmm. and he did our media kit Mm -hmm. which I didn't know what that was either but he did it it's Mm -hmm. just kind of showing everything we do but um yeah and he just sort of made me realize all the flaws which is great because I know it needs to change and I knew that yeah but um Having someone else kind of say it was really um, hard to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then also really affirming. And now I'm just really frustrated and want it to be done already. Yeah. And right. I know it's going to be a bit of a long process. Yeah. So, um, uh, you
1: are yeah. impatient, I think, like me. I'm like mm. that. I kind of think, well, I've got the idea and now I'm doing it. So, why isn't it? Already perfect. That's annoying.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Why hasn't it just already magically happened yeah. now? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think about this whole idea
1: of saying out loud what you want? Oh, I think it's good. I think mm. you should. Mm. And I think um, even if it opens you up to criticism, your reaction to that criticism will give you a better determination about how you feel about it too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think, like, I think, um, I don't know if you are like me, but I tend to take criticism quite personally, even though I won't show it. So being open to criticism is actually a really hard thing, but I think it's important to, for you to grow and learn as a person. So yeah, I'll ask every time I take a class, I'm like, give me some feedback. What did I do wrong? I need to know what I did wrong so I can do it better yeah. next time. Um, and, um, I'm hoping because there'll never, ever be a situation where, um, I, if I'm ex- successful at this, um, and able to do this as a, like part of my career that I will have a class full of people and every single person gets what they need from what I give them because everybody comes to yoga for different reasons. Yeah. Um, so, and what they want may not be like, commensurate with what I'm giving them, but, it's also an opportunity for me to learn how best to deal with those situations and I guess also how to kind of appeal to people and what style works for you, what style works for them, that sort of thing. So it's all, yeah, I think it's really important. The more advice and feedback you get, the better. I guess the only thing is you have to be careful to not try and change too much of yourself and who you are to try and, I don't know appease or capitulate to someone else because that's also being disingenuous to yourself so it's a fine i don't know it's like a fine balance or something
0: and it's about here that i need to stop and confess something i am a false starter a terrible one in my time i have left a veritable graveyard of half started half baked half asked ideas i mean a lot My love for starting things and never bloody finishing them began right back when I was 10 and decided to make a choir with the kids in our street. Yeah, I was clearly the coolest kid around. It lasted for two weeks, but oh, what a journey of auditions and heartbreak and singing warm ups those 13 and a half days were. From there, I have been so many things. A wedding singer. I decided I was a poet, a novelist. I mean, for two chapters, a kid's playwright. I actually did that and I've written some I reckon pretty cool plays, a screenwriter of three scenes of a TV show, oh man, a music teacher, a gardener of a dead veggie patch, started a cooking scrapbook that I never finished, a guitarist, I can play about five chords, a I like to say pianist, but I always think it sounds like penis. So I'm just going to say a person who plays piano. And oh, goodness, I can play about four songs really well. And that is it. A songwriter. I did that for a while. A children's YouTube entertainer. It went really well for the first month that I started and then I haven't gone back to it. A blogger and oh, the author of five separately terrible Instagram accounts. I could go on don't even get me started and all the filing systems that I have never used. Oh yeah. And then there was a time that I taught myself Italian for two months and then spoke to an exchange student for ages and then ran into him again a month later and couldn't remember anything because I gave up. Oh man, I am a shocker. So I just thought I'd let you know that this is my attempt at not doing that. Do you reckon the forties will be where it's at? I, I
1: theory that that's where things get good although don't people have midlife crises at 40?
0: Some people do. I, You know what I do think as well though I think it's also about what you've done in yeah. your life and I sometimes think too that's with the, being 30 as well because depending on what you've achieved or where you are in relation to the mythical you that you imagined. <laughs> the unicorn. The unicorn that you imagined and where you are in relation to that unicorn.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: different people are on different sliding scale of where they are to the magical unicorn you that was there. The, the, the insta-you, I like yeah, to call it. the
1: insta-you. The filter. Yeah, the filter. Mm. Yeah, oh, that's a
0: whole nother bloody topic. I'm yeah. sick of freaking Instagram and Facebook and all that I don't nonsense. check any
1: of it anymore. Why? Mm. Because it gives me anxiety. Exactly. I can't. I actually can't handle it. I'm like, I don't want to know what's going on in other people's lives. I love you and I wish you well, but yeah. I can't handle the sharing. It just... Because I like I'm sitting at home watching episode five of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and someone else <laughs> is out having a grand old time. But what's like, fun? but I'm saving money eating this soup, you know? That <laughs> <laughs> I've frozen half of it. It's in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you have to. You have to. You need really good Tupperware containers to freeze food very properly. <laughs> <Really
0: good. laughs> That is, what that is <laughs> the dilemma of the 30s. I know that I should be cooking more at home and I need more Tupperware to bring my life to work, but it's really friggin' expensive. <laughs> that should be in the papers, not yeah, this no- avocado shit. It should all be about can people who afford Tupperware. <laughs> And does, does it actually balance out in the end or should you just buy your lunch? Because yes. <laughs> the amount of
1: Tupperware I lose. Oh, my God. What's with that? I'm constantly losing things, like constantly yeah. losing containers. I feel yeah. like someone at my work has just got sticky fingers and they're collecting yes. their own, making their own little Tupperware empire. I
0: had a theory about that <laughs> at our work because I would forever be putting my Tupperware container in the dish container, container in the dishwasher, mm-hmm. and then I would go to get it. Well, okay, to be fair, it would be maybe a week later. I would Mm -hmm. remember. And I would go to the kitchen to get my Tupperware thinking it's probably in a drawer.
1: Gone. Oh, yeah. Someone swiped it for sure. Yes, Their casserole is in your container.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I would even look in the fridge and sometimes suspiciously see some red, red Tupperware and be like, is that mine? (laughs) However, you can never, can't Tupperware shame somebody. (laughs) Can't barrel my colleague up and be like... (laughs) <laughs> and also, people buy Tupperware
1: that yes. looks the same as yeah. everyone else's yeah, Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, it's not like, there's, yeah, exactly. So, I anyway, I didn't do that.
1: So. <laughs> you didn't, you refrained from Tupperware shaming. Certainly I think that was did. a wise decision in the end. Good, good. I'm glad that I,
0: I made it through to my 30s <laughs> and I have not Tupperware shamed anyone <laughs> publicly except on this podcast. But I haven't named any names, Marianne. <laughs> That's actually genuinely her name. (laughs) No last names, just Marion. I really felt quite cathartic about that. She doesn't listen to podcasts. I'm sure. (laughs) Anyway, there we go. There you go. Anything else to share with our listeners? (laughs) Before we wrap up, just make the thing. I reckon we should just finish with just make the thing.
1: I think just make the thing. If you're contemplating it, and you want to go out and start a thing or do a thing mm. or make a thing? Just bloody get into it! Yeah, for sure.
0: Make the soup. Put yep. it in the Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the cost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Sometimes I think. Does anyone
0: else think we're this funny? <laughs> um, that for that to be to happen, I would need to put it online. <laughs>
1: Then we can get some feedback. Yeah. Oh, God. I think we're hilarious. Yes. <laughs> so do I, but I'm scared of what other people would say. Anyways.
0: Yeah. Well, who cares,
1: Chanel? Yeah. Because we're
0: just making it. Exactly. We're making a thing. What are you doing? Yes. <laughs> Chanel's even made soup. <laughs>
1: and other things. I made a few things today, actually. So impressed, mate. I did make a few things, just because I know <sighs> this week's going to be really, really busy. So... Um, I'll continue making things and you'll continue to make things also? Yes. Okay. I will.
0: I will continue. I onwards and upwards with the website and I am making a pledge to publish this episode.
1: Woohoo! I will publish it
0: this week. I oh will. my God. I will do it. I did it last time. You did. I can do it. It's I will do it. T- you're totally capable. I am totally capable of doing it. I just need to get get a little logo together. hmm Stick it up online, mm-hmm. and then it's up there. Mm-hmm. So that's my pledge. Excellent. Because then I'll be leaving to go to Europe for two weeks. So, oh,
1: how but delightful. I, I know, but I
0: actually had a plan to Skype you.
1: Oh, that would be fun. I know that'd be so much fun. I,
0: I could Skype you from Copenhagen. Oh my god! Because I'm gonna do a bit of like sneaky have my iPhone on and Love do it. a bit of recording <laughs> while I'm there. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I thought so hmm. because I'm bloody terrified. So I figure... You're going to be great. I don't know about that, but I am going to try and get some interviews with some of the poddies, podcasting, yeah, 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 the pretty, real ones, not the fake <laughs> ones, like me, that, are, that people are... Yeah. No, I should... Actually, what you say happens, so I should not say that I'm a fakie. No, you're not. Well, you're not, because
1: it. it's your, um, this is your livelihood, and you're making money out of it, so... Yes, yeah. I am. Mm. I actually... Yes,
0: exactly right. So commit yes like oh yeah this is my last little anecdote before we finish, and we should have finished ages ago (laughs) jim carrey interview with oprah who sadly i love i just Mm -hmm. love oprah it's kind of silly but also i like
1: it she's pretty amazing she is
0: amazing making oprah great podcast oh yeah (laughs) sorry oh have you listened i haven't haven't. is it good (gasps) so good so great. It's just the best. It's very fanny. Mm-hmm. Like the girl, the woman who makes it is like, I'm packing a suitcase and meeting Oprah. And <laughs> she just like it's so oprah about meeting Oprah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but um, yes, she did an interview Jim Carrey and he said, interestingly, that he wrote himself a check for $10 million when he was a struggling actor mm-hmm. and he said, I'm going to have this in five years. And then he put the check in his wallet mm-hmm. and he carried it with him for five years and just before the five years up, and it like got faded in his wallet, and mm. you know, and he signed it from himself. Mm-hmm. And then just before he um, reached the five years, he got ten million dollars for Dumber and Dumber. Oh my god! Yeah, that is know. crazy. Isn't that crazy? I mean, a it's also crazy that he got paid ten million dollars in I like know. the nineties. I like- would never be like,
1: I'm not going to put a check <laughs> in my wallet and say. 10 million dollars or 5 million dollars and see I can't even aim for 10 million and think I just wouldn't think that that would happen in a realistic world but I guess well Chanel I really you never know no. I could win Tats Lotto
0: you could or uh bend yoga melbourne could real take off well that's the that's the other option i guess yeah <laughs> i'm serious about this though i totally believe mm. and i know james would make fun of me about this but i totally believe that if you write something down and then you can't just write it down and then go make a cup of tea and never do anything about it but no if no, you no write down and kind of say this is what i want it to look like and you actually say it and you have it on a piece of paper like, you can make it happen. Yeah. Oh, God. I've gone into Tony Robbins again. <laughs> I go there a lot. But no, I, do, I love it. I love it. That's good. I do think that. So, anyway, just write yourself a check for $10 million. Sweet. If I want not,
1: it. Yeah, done.
0: <laughs> well, at least just make the thing. Yeah. Bloody make it, guys. Make it. Make it. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Chanel. Bye, <laughs> That's embarrassing. Think
0: like. You've been listening to Just Make the Thing with Claire Twenty and Chanel Luchev. You can find us at planetbecasting.com or on Facebook at Just Make the Thing. Thanks for listening. See you next time.